Mutant City Horror, the next episode. I am so glad to finally say this after a couple weeks. What's up, Matthew? How you doing? Welcome back. Better than you are. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Sicky McSicky's over there? Uh, yeah, I so yeah, uh, I had to take a, a bit of a hiatus. I wasn't feeling well. I still have the residual of what was left, but yeah, it it's still there, but it's not not so bad anymore. Well, I hear if you just use the shampoo for two weeks, it's supposed to go away on its own. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> that was weird. I didn't I didn't actually hear the theme music either. It was kind of weird. really. Yeah, no. That's why I didn't know. Like, I'm glad you stamped it when you did. So we're good. All right, there you go. <laughs> we'll so do welcome it live. back, everyone. Mutant City <laughs> Horror again. We'll do it live. We're still alive. Oh man, um, I don't know if you listened to it yet, but the uh, recap for CreepyCon is posted. Um, about a 45 minute um, recap. What I meant to do was recap the day one as one episode and then recap day two as another episode because day so day one i spent just kind of talking to different vendors and just taking pictures and shit getting interviews and then day two was meant to meet people um and that didn't go so well i met bill mosley that was cool i walked up to him to his booth and asked him for an interview and he said no he respectfully declined but we got to talk to him and shake his hand. And so that was cool. Um, took some pictures of Jamie Kennedy. Like always. I, I love that dude. Noel G was there. Do you know who Noel G is? Yeah, me. No, he is um, the Hispanic dude from like training day and fast and the furious. Um, he was in Bruce almighty. You would know him if you saw him. Let me see if I can pull up. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. Anyone who's listening to this, man, if you you drink Buzzball, man, more power to you because this shit sucks. (laughs) Come on. I'll send you a picture through text. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, the second Purge. I think it was the second one. The one where they're in the city. Yeah, he was the next door neighbor. Yeah, I don't remember. Check your phone. I sent you a picture. Hold on. And I don't know if you see him. That's what I got. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just say I know him. I could type it in here. You know, if there's nothing. If there's anything in the mutant city horror is not short of, it's technical problems. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you say the guy's name was? Noel? Noel? Noel. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. It's a uh, googly, goog, googly me. <laughs> googly. Can you say that again? <laughs> no. Googly? Here, like here, googly okay. I'll tell you this. It is. Such a, a different last name. So much so that when he goes out, because he was there at CreepyCon on Sunday, his banner read Noel G. Didn't even have his full last name. So, well, sounds like there's a reason for that. Okay, G-U- so the Purge Anarchy you said he was in. Yeah. 
Noel G. It's spelled G-U-G-L-I-E-M-I. Oh, see, I know who that Frank Grillo guy is. He's fucking awesome. Um, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I recognize him. You know what I'm talking about right now? Right now, right? Sorry. Yeah, he played I'm Diego thinking. in The Purge. Sure. He was the neighbor yeah, with the shotgun. Like, they had the bad teeth and, that. like, it's yeah. all gross. Yeah. Yeah, the projects. And it was funny because Peter was there with me on Sunday, on day two, and we passed by his, like, we got to his table, and Peter was like, dude, you didn't tell me he was here? And I was like, that's because he wasn't here on Saturday. So I suspect that um, he probably lives in the area, saw that something was going down, and was like, let me get in on that. Because I don't know him from what? anything horror-ish other than um, The Purge. Purge. And he was he was there selling, like, uh, Fast and the Furious merch. So, But I will say... I mean, regardless of the reason why he was there, he's a he's a dope dude. Like, I've heard stories about he'll just meet anybody, anytime, anywhere, take a picture, sign an autograph, like do whatever you want. Like, he is like truly, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Humble, and loves the fact that people turn out for him. So he'll he'll come out and do whatever. So we didn't pay for an autograph or a picture or anything. We just stood in line, got to talk to them, shake his hand. You know what I mean? Just like have a personal conversation with another human being. It was nice. Yeah, that's always a, it's always a good uh good opportunity um to to meet like a professional of his stature. You know, people like that uh, who oh, might I bring up? It kind of just totally reminds me. You remember that day we went to <laughs> we were at Frankenson's um and yeah sometimes we're on top of like who the guest speaker is going to be and whatnot we were just there shopping around it was kind of like one of those things where we just loved the atmosphere we didn't really get too involved with um excuse me uh we didn't get too too involved with the the, the person who was supposed to be there stuff like that unless it was somebody that we're aiming for like for example your dad went to go see wonder woman the original wonder woman uh, Raymond really? got to I don't me. remember that. It was either that or he wanted to go. I wasn't there with you guys, so I don't know if you guys ever made that trip, but I know that he really wanted to go and see it. Um, see I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't even remember her even being there in the first place, but I have old man brain, so that you could totally be right. I just I just recall a, a moment where we were talking okay. about it. But anyways, well, whatever. Even if it didn't happen, your brother did get uh, the signed autograph by uh, the original girlfriend from um, Back to the Future with the the Save the Clock Tower flyer. We got that for him. Remember? Yeah, because it, that's was, right. it was his it, Christmas with the number present. on it, the phone number. So she was she was signing the blue f- uh, flyer, the Save the Clock Tower flyer. Right, and she she signed it the way that she signed it in the movie. Um, yeah, it looked exactly you, the same, Jennifer. And then she wrote the the phone number. So the way I had it framed is I had I had to buy two of those so that um, I can put them side by side next to each other in a in a custom frame. So on one side you see the flyer itself that says you know the safe the clock tower and all that shit, and then on the other side is the back side where you see the autograph. Good recall. That was a good that was a good day. Yeah, dude, I remember. I remember your brother loved that shit. A huge fan. Well, he loves that movie. You know, that's his yeah. favorite movie of all time. So to get 
and to get something like that is pretty dope. Man, it still holds up too to this day and shit. Um, actually, um, just just before we get started with everything, I do, I do want to bring this up. I, I actually looked in. There was this uh, documentary um, that I watched. It was all about them restoring the original DeLorean. Is it that, that back in, the, in time one? Out of time or something oh, like out that. Of time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, literally, it was it, it was cool how it was how it started out. I guess apparently the guy who who initiated the the movement to to fix it fix up this car, I think he was uh, in the Universal Studios back lots and he saw the car and he just he just noticed he's all this is a classic like movie icon that's just rusting and wearing away and just drying out in the sun. That's just going to be something that's just forgotten. And I, he just had this sudden urge to like bring it all back to life. And it was just, it was cool. It was, it was uh, frame by frame, just uh, how, how they rebuilt it all back up and made it a show car. And it looks so beautiful. It was just, it was it, it took the the look of the original and just like brought it up like ten times greater and stuff with all the afterglow and stuff like that. It just looked hot. It, it was so cool. Nice. I'm glad they did that. Nice. Yeah, I've seen it on some of the streaming platforms, but I've never watched it. It was good. It, believe it or not, for a documentary about restoring a car, it was very touching. It, it just brought back a bunch of nostalgia and stuff like that. So if it's something that you haven't checked out, I do highly recommend it if you're a fan of the the franchise um, and obviously a fan of the car because everyone knows that car. You, you, don't, you don't even have to be a person who has seen Back to the Future to know exactly what that car is all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about cocaine and the tires. And going back, there to you the go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's bring back the eighties. Oh wait, we did that already. <laughs> um. Okay. So to finish out the creepy con thought, um. So I had interviews on day one, day two. Um. Didn't really get um. Like, I didn't get any interviews with any of the talent, which is what I was aiming for. I got in line to meet David Howard Thornton and that line was way too long and he had to break out to go do the photo ops and um so no celebrities were met, no autographs were signed uh in that respect. So I left early day two. So um the day one recap is posted on um Spotify and then um we'll be posting the day the the interviews and so <laughs> coming full circle listening to the interviews remember the mic that we used for um monster palooza the the stick mic that i had you walk around with yeah i used that again and listening to all the interviews like there's just so much like distortion and interruption i think what was happening was because i have the receiver plugged into my cell phone i don't leave it stationary when i interview people it's in my hand it's moving around so i think like it just gets connectivity issues when I'm moving it like that. And so a lot of the, all of the interviews have audio problems. So like I said, we are nothing short of technical difficulties on this podcast. So, uh, it's kind of <laughs> par for the course. I'll post that next and then this will go after that. But yeah, you can go and check that the first one out. Yeah, the sure, right? in this, the second as far one as that goes, 
sorry as as far as that goes the technical uh issues that we have with that um i do i do have an idea but i'll run it by you later on um yeah we'll yeah Perler brought something i think up I, to I, I think i'm good got a good idea good brought some, yeah Perler brought something up to me too that i think i want to explore but that's for later yeah because today today we got another episode of mutant city horror Ching. We got another one in the bag. Um, Give us our intro. <laughs> All right, our intro. My intro? Yeah, I, I don't know. The, <laughs> the monsters are running amok. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro. All right, here we go. So tonight, the monsters are running amok, and we make a run for that theater, and the marquee now reads Creepazoid. Desperate band of nuclear survivors stumble upon shelter where they seek protection from deadly radioactive rain. But the stuff is upstairs, bro, from the radiation. I mean, we got it made here. But their dreams of safety turn into a nightmare of horror when they are confronted by the Creepazoids. <laughs> A movie dun, dun. made in 1986. Am, am I right about 82? I was going to say, are you asking me or are you telling me? It's kind of like a little bit of both, but I, I can't recall. I, I know it's in those 80s elements somewhere. Uh, 87 um, is the official year on the tag. Good God. That could have passed as an 82 movie easily. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, 87. Uh, a movie called Creepazoids, and I can guarantee most of you probably have not heard of this one. I mean, I for fuck's sake, I I've never heard of it either. But how did how did we how did you even find this movie? Okay, you've so never seen I it before I've never seen it before. So like at a certain point, you um, had to have come up against it somewhere. So how did you come up against it? So I've been blessed gratefully as far as my Amazon pre, uh, Amazon Prime video setup. Um, when I started looking at Prime, I started watching like trauma movies and stuff like that. So now it immediately finds me the kind of shit that we're looking for. <laughs> so it's just 
this movie after that movie of Velocipaster, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like shit that like, it's like, all right. I kind of love my prime, man. My prime like really is holding on. It's like, all right, you really like these B-rated movies? Here you go. Boom. <laughs> and just like keep laying them out for me and stuff. Um, So I came across this one. Uh, Again, it's something I've never heard of. And I was like, okay, this looks like it matches matches up with the bill. Let's try this one. I mean, I I didn't even look at the goddamn thing. I think I watched like a second of a video. I don't even think it was that. I think it was kind of like when you go to click on it and stuff and it shows you like. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it go at that. I'm not going to read the summary. I'm not going to summarize it or anything like that. I'm just going to assume it's a movie good for our, our podcast. So that's why I went with that one. I figure if you and I both go in completely blind and have no expectations whatsoever, maybe we'll get a little bit of gain out of it or something and uh, be able to have a, a a nice opinion about it. So uh, here we are now. Good pick. Right? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. It was a good pick. I was super stoked um, when I started the movie because i did what you asked i didn't look into it at all so like i'm trying to like do that right now um but there were some really good points about this movie first and foremost full moon pictures come on yes i know when i saw that logo i was like all right cool we've already (laughs) talked about this on multiple occasions fuck i love puppet master I, i i love i i love i love uh moon pictures i mean you never know what you're gonna get it's kind of it's kind of like one of those like mystery grab bags or something like that you know like you're just like uh it might be something or it might suck who knows i know However, and it's gonna be somewhere in between it's gonna i already suck i already know right what reasons. the second thing that you're gonna bring up is i already know because i i think i did the same thing when those credits started rolling okay all right, so the very first name that pops up, bless her heart, is Lena Quigley. We all know her as Trash from from uh, Return of the Living Dead, and she. I just want to party. <laughs> was that her that said that, or was it the other one? Excuse me. Uh, well, I'm, man, we just watched Pearl and I just watched this the other day. Hold on, don't hold on. There's suicide. Who drives the car? Dude, I love suicide. He is he is my dog. I fucking love that guy. I think this is a fucking costume, man. <laughs> it's a fucking way of life, <laughs> man. There's so there's suicide, then there's spider. Mm-hmm. Then there's scuzz. Scuzz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he's been in every one of them. Oh, really? I don't think I yeah. know that. Okay, so there's scuzz. And then there's Freddy. So that's all the males. Then the females is uh, trash. Well, and... for the teenagers, right? The assumed teenagers. Oh no, stuff. no. There's one more. There's Chuck, the guy that was a douchebag when we met him. Remember? Yeah, fuck Chuck. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just call him that from now fuck on. Chuck. Fuck Chuck. Right? <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain this. Okay, like we we ran into these people at this restaurant and stuff, and thank you, thank God for Raymond because if it wasn't for him, we would have never known. Uh, we went to a screening of this movie, uh, and we went to go 
um, uh, sit down at this Mexican restaurant. We saw the line. We were all like, all right, well, we got time to go eat somewhere. So we did. And then Raymond had heard, overheard somebody talking about a mohawk or something like that in the next booth over, like around over the wall. There was like a wall there and stuff. Uh, so he peeked up and he saw and he saw the entire cast or the ones that were making an appearance for the Q&A of Return of the Living Dead. Now, we're, we're all diehard fans. and We're just like, it was like fucking, I don't know, like, like, let's say you found the leprechaun and you found the fucking gold in the other part of the triangle and shit or the rainbow, rainbow sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the rainbow, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Um, it was our gold, it was our gold pot, man. And we came in and they opened up with fucking open arms. They were fucking friendly. They were so fucking cool. And, uh, we actually got to do what a lot of these people weren't able to do at the Q and a, you know, they had to line up get these people's autographs, probably pay for them. But they were like, you guys, Yeah come sit with us come hang out with us and yeah. fuck dude we got we got the entire almost the entire cast of, dude it was fucking blessing you guys i wish you guys were there to see this i mean i'm sure we all had boners i'm not going to speak for all of us but i'm sure we all did uh <laughs> fucking and and fuck chuck okay chuck was the uh the guy trying to get in what's her name's pants the whole time Casey, um, that's the girl's Ka- name that we're trying to remember. Casey. Casey, yeah. Uh, Casey wasn't giving him the time of day, but he kept trying. He kept trying. There was that moment where they were in You Need a Medical Supply by themselves. And uh, yeah, he's thinking, I'm going to get laid. Fuck yeah. And that never happens. But anyways. Did, well, what was the line? She she was crying. She was like, Chuck, I never did like you. <laughs> I never did like please you. Please hold me. <laughs> like she was scared. <laughs> yeah. But let me preface and he with, took what he could get. And, okay, whether I like the guy or not, you know, he at least he got that out of it. You know, I'm like, eh, I can't really hate on that. Mm-hmm. Even a little bit goes a long way. But so Chuck, uh, Chuck was different than the rest of the guys. Now, we didn't really have much conversation with the guy. He was kind of quiet and stuff. But my boy PG, uh, He's very elaborate. You know, he really wants to make sure he's got everybody's uh, autograph. So that when we go to the event, when we go to the screening and they're lined up and people are getting autographs and stuff like that, my boy PG, he's, he just wants to make for damn sure he got everybody there. And he he went to this guy and he tells him like, oh, dude, I'm not sure if I got your autograph or not. And he, he was just like, I already fucking signed it. Right. He was just a dickhead, like yeah. for no reason, right? I mean, come on, the guy, the guy hasn't been on anything. You know, we don't give a fuck about him. He's probably our least favorite one and shit. But he had to have an attitude. And well, my boy PG and I, we 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 go along, we go a long way back. I mean, he knows, for example, that you know when people fuck with him, it fucks with me, and I fucking go off i don't know if you remember we went to that baseball game and shit like that right yeah i remember i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and uh i I remember uh he he went to go give one of his co-workers a friendly hug and her husband was just all over him like uh, what the fuck dog you don't fucking like you know touch another man's wife 
Paul Paul's harmless. You know, he he's not he's not, you know, like he's not like imposing in any way and stuff like that. Plus, like you were friendly. there. You were there. Donnie was there. Alan was there. I think Ryan oh, was dude, there. Like, fucking that made dude would have got stomped out for sure. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember he was uh he's whispering over. He's like, Yeah, I didn't want to tell you, man. I didn't want you to start some shit. Because he knows I probably would have been shit. So it was the same thing here, man. You know, my boy's just you know, he he. He loves what you did. It, it changed his life forever and shit like that. Don't be a fucking dick. I'm sorry. It, especially, okay, if you're a high-paid actor and shit like that and you just don't want to deal with people, be a dick, but you're still a dick. But, I mean, this guy is a nobody. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, still, you're still, like, you were still on a movie that you're getting residual pay for regardless if it's like two bucks every three weeks or some shit you know i'm sorry let's let's move let's no move on. no you're good you're good <laughs> uh, yeah I, I can go on a tangent for this shit i don't even day. know how we yeah, got started on up. this in the first place uh oh because we were talking about lenia quigley oh yeah let's, let's go back to her <laughs> okay uh, so right, we're gonna right. go full circle lenia quigley the beautiful trash was on this movie i i now i know we're in a handful uh, of movies and stuff and by far she's always a blessing to watch uh not for obvious reasons but <laughs> that you know is a plus um she doesn't uh seem uh like the type to to be uh too extra flaunty with uh, the whole sexism thing. Uh, she's, you, you know, hold on, she is. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I've seen her in two and a half movies. I say the half because I currently started watching Night of the Demons and I'm not through that yet. And she's in it. I've seen her in Return of the Living Dead, where she was full on naked. Then I've seen her in this movie with spoiler alert, jumping ahead. She is full it's on no naked spoiler. in she the shower. She loves being nude. And like, <laughs> Uh, practically having sex with dude in the shower so like yeah she's like she's cool with it yeah oh no 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 she is too uh it's that that's that's what i like about her okay do you recall and let's tell the audience here do you recall let's rewind and go back to that that session that that return of the living dead uh q a uh they were talking about her unfortunately she was one of the ones that was not there right and um I still have to get her autograph to fulfill my my DVD uh, case. Um, so I left the back end for her. Completely for her. She owns it. Um, they, they were talking about how once she went nude, she never went back, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that uh, That's true. So yeah. here, here's a fun fact about this movie. So... There are two females in the movie. Uh, Linnea Quigley, who plays um, Blanca, I think that's her name. Yeah, that's her name, Blanca, yeah. Okay. And then the other actress, um, hold on, I'm pulling it up here real quick. Not fast enough. Ashlyn Jeer, G-E-R-E. She plays Kate. Yeah. Now, Linnea Quigley is Blanca. She's blonde. Ashley Jeer is um brunette she uh-huh. plays uh, lenia is naturally blonde anyway yeah 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 but i thought so here's here's the here's the fun the fun fact was that it no, ashlyn jeer was originally supposed to play blanca lenia quigley's character 
And they were, they were like, you're going to have to unleash the puppies. And she was like, oh, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. She was not comfortable with being new. <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking a wild guess. Yeah. I didn't, that's I didn't. exactly <laughs> what happened. She was not comfortable with being nude on screen. Like not just topless, but like mm-hmm. nude. Right. And imitating sex in the shower. So Linnea Quigley was like, I'll do it. I'm fine. I'm with down. It. No problem. <laughs> right. Here's the ironic right part. There. Here's, here's the ironic part. Ashlyn Jeer, who plays mm-hmm. Kate, who didn't want to be naked in the movie, right, goes on to be a porn star. Go figure. <laughs> she she had higher hopes for her future, and look where. Because okay, let, let's look at it this way. Did this bitch not? I'm sorry, I don't mean to call her that. You know, like uh, more power to him. By the way, uh, great performance, whatever. Uh. Did you stop to think that this wasn't really a groundbreaking kind of film? This wasn't going to capture everyone's like Look, liking and stuff. If you go back I, and listen to our our episode on um, Castle Free, we talk extensively about Full Moon Pictures. Right. I'd love to talk more about it because I think it's fascinating the way that it started and the, the way that the movies were conceived and the whole nine. Absolutely. But one of the points that I made was the fact that they were notorious for constantly coming up with poster art for the movie first and then handing that to filmmakers and be like, here, go make this movie. And the filmmakers it's, would be like, well, what is this? What's the story? And full moon take is like, it from the poster. That's where you come in. Here's the artwork for the poster. You fill in the rest. So I, I want to say that's not, that's not very, very hard to, to imagine either, because I think that's how like Friday the 13th started too. Oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I, yeah, whatever. If you look at the poster art for this movie and then you watch the movie, it is so easy to be like, oh yeah, that that's exactly what happened here. The poster art is fucking badass. It's good. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's why it captured me originally. I was like, yeah, yeah, cover, that's where right? it looks like, yeah it, it looks like it belongs right in our show. It's it's I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Give me a second here. It's this big ass fucking buff burly dude with two girls kind of at his lap with him fighting like this big ass demon that looks like a xenomorph from aliens, which there's a lot of that shit in this movie. Don't get me started, man. We're going to get into that shit. <laughs> and so it, like he's, you know, like big old buff chest. And you're like, dude, this is going to be a fucking badass movie. And then you watch it and you're like. No, this, this is not what the poster <laughs> promised, like, at all. <laughs> Dude, and I want to tell the audience here, that's what I based it off of. I, did I not say, don't even research this. Yes. We got this one. We got this one, right? Holy shit. Was I duped? <laughs> Good job, Full Moon. <laughs> all right, give us a plot synopsis. Fuck. That's like me, like... It's like you telling me to make a silent film of the birth of Jesus Christ or some shit. Okay, no, no, okay. Here, here we go. Um, um, okay. Best way I can describe it, um, and and partially partially based on description of the film is that it, it takes place during a post-apocalypse. Uh, something about um, chemical warfare, stuff like that. Uh, uh, the they have acid rains, and uh, the people in this film are considered AWOL. 
there there are soldiers drafted soldiers apparently and i say apparently very hardingly as we get to the description there well, there's soldiers that yeah so there's a there's an opening um kind of like um introduction right it's all typed out in like green computer text kind of like what you would expect from aliens and it's the year I, I, I like that i like that touch yeah it wasn't too bad is the year 1998 six years after the superpowers have engaged in a devastating nuclear exchange earth this is, is an now example of when 80s of movies planet. believe that 98 and 99 were gonna be <laughs> yeah, the yeah. the the end all be all of humanity and shit like Food that was in yeah, pill form. we'd all have jetpacks and the world would be fucking <laughs> mad max flying cars yeah and, yeah yeah for sure. so, so tiny clusters of survivors eke out a mm. miserable existence in the ruins of the cities and bands of deserters roam Hold the barren wasteland you said it right there eke out right did yes. you say that? Yes. Or you remember that? That the little description that the, the little description that popped up, right? Yes. Okay. Eke out. What the fuck is that like a misspelling? What the hell? <laughs> well, or is that an actual word that I don't really know that's been used? Yes, that that is correct. Eke out is to kind of like come out like creepily a little bit, like trying not to get caught. Like you do it a little bit at a time. So that whole time I was sitting there, I even paused it. I took, dude, I took a screenshot of that shit. And I was like, do they really let this typo go? Like fucking, no one's going to watch this. Why not? There's scenes in the movie where you can see the cameraman and all the rigs and shit. Might as well. Fuck. I must've missed that. (laughs) Might as well let the misspelling go. But anyways, the, the point, the point of the, uh, of the, of the prologue here is that, um, uh, the world superpowers have all blown each other up with nukes. It's a barren wait. The Earth is a barren wasteland now. Cities Mutations have, are a thing. Yeah, small pockets of like survivors, um, and then you've got deserters that kind of abandon their wherever they live, and they're roaming the lands, and they're hiding from mutant nomads and seeking shelter from the deadly acid rains. Which I thought to myself, this is the second movie in which Linnea Quigley has to deal with acid rain. I yeah. wonder if that was like her, like, oh, you should throw that in there because she is this. She produced this movie like this is her first. Go that I producing. didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice that. So I was like, mm, I wonder how much influence she has as a producer. To yeah, the, tell uh, this guy to start learning to read the credits. Though. Throw that in there. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know that. I really didn't. Well, all right. So, so, so but if it's funny because if you look on IMDb, and you read the, the the synopsis there, it tells you that um, a group of survivors try to avoid the battles of World War III. When they try to escape to the quiet lands, they encounter something much more deadly. It was like, oh, there was nothing in the movie that led me to believe that they were surviving World War III. But whatever. No. What? You got to give them some credit. I mean, like, on a budget like that, how are you going to make that happen? You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, true. And like, this is one of those movies that I don't always go looking for the budget. I know I was doing that in the beginning when we first started our show and, you know, was kind of fixated on that. Yes, but I haven't really done that much ever since. But this one, I was like, I'm super curious. Uh, it says here $75,000, which I think I... I got that confused because I think I had proposed a different movie for this week, which was um, The Mutilator. And I think that one the was 45000 So I thought 
I got my wires crossed. I thought this one was forty five thousand, but it's seventy five thousand. Um, but yeah, seventy five thousand. And between you, both movies, I don't see any of that. <laughs> but, but go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say you could totally tell. You could totally tell. All right. So yeah, yeah. They they go and they 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 seek shelter in some lab somewhere. Um, we're already uh. We're already in, introduced to it being a lab because at the beginning we have a lab tech in there and uh, she's doing something with something. Um, and uh, here's a noise outside the door. She opens it up and uh, in comes our infamous creature and stuff. Full blown right there in front of us. Uh, you, know what I describe I, it? you know what I thought was funny about this scene? I'm going to play it in the background. She kept calling out to the noise. Hold on real quick. Yeah, yeah. We're trying something new here, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying, at least. I don't hear it. Well, it's there. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe if it doesn't come out in the video, then... Uh... Even if it's not in my video, it should be out in the, the podcast. Uh, oh, man. And if not, I'll oh, just cut all that stuff out. But the lab tech keeps calling to the door, like, who's there? Hello? And then, like, looks away and keeps going back to her work. And I was like, if you're honestly that concerned with who's at the door, walk four steps and open the door. I don't know. Well, she did she... eventually, right? Well, eventually. But it, but it like... took her a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, that, this uh, lab tech, she was in it for, like, I don't know what two minutes at the very most and uh not too bad of an actress i i don't know like it doesn't take a lot what to she had to do look like a scientist and scream <laughs> i would kill at that shit yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> So from there, you see a little bit of a monster. She gets attacked, and then it cuts to the scene of our four main characters um, walking through what's supposed to be this post-apocalyptic, the world is destroyed, everything is gross scene of them just walking through uh, downtown L.A., the train tracks, yeah, the railroad. It's, it's like an abandoned fucking place and shit like that. Like, well, Here's okay. the thing. It's like nothing. There's no rubble. It's not broken down it's just like it's these tight close-ups of them walking through like under the them, under right? the yeah under the bridges and, and stuff in la and it's they, like the entire opening credit oh my God, scene dude. was them walking the slowest i ever seen people walk by yeah, the way yeah I, I i feel like if you have some meaning to going to where you need to go you'd actually have a little bit of pace to you but they're just like we're just getting paid to do this. Let's just <laughs> walk around. Um, there's that one, like, okay, for, for example, there's that one part. I, I like to point this shit out. It looks like, I don't know. It, it looks like an old fucking, uh, uh, like, parking lot or whatever the case may be. It's fenced off. Like, like one of those, like, structure parking areas, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, doing this thing where like they have to like walk a ledge it looks like right mm -hmm. they make it look like they're walking a ledge but it's really just the outskirts of this beam that's holding up this structure mm -hmm. and there's no indication that there's a fall down there or anything it's like 
what are you guys doing? <laughs> Get a better angle so you can make us actually think they're walking on a ledge. I don't right, know. Right. Here's here's okay. So they you know they move along. They're walking along this wall that's got barbed wire on it. It's like nothing is destroyed. Like I said, nothing has been blown up. There's nothing to indicate to me here that you know they're living in ruins. And then they come up on this building where they have to take a break, R and R for five minutes, and they sit down and like. Oh, what are you doing? You guys are pussies. Blah, blah, blah. You see these like little plumes of smoke coming into the scene. And you're like, for a second, I was like, is somebody smoking like on the crew and the smoke is coming in or what? But then they're trying to be like, oh, the acid rain is coming. It, It looks like rain. And then they point up to the sky and it's like the brightest, most sunniest day. And you have the rain sound effects in the back. And I'm like, these fools didn't even try to make it look like it was raining you never heard of canopies tarps shit like that just make it darker looking and stuff but you're absolutely right it was like it was like the most beautiful day on the most beautiful fucking beach side and shit they're like it looks like rain's coming (laughs) so (laughs) all right so they they shot this thing in 15 days in la so like you're not going to get rain in LA. Like you're lucky to get rain in the winter, you know, when it's supposed to. So yeah, I don't know. Wait till it's darker at night. Maybe shoot that. I, I don't know. Just, but no, there's any, there's a lot of things you can do there. I mean, but then again, were the filmmakers really thinking this was going to be a success story. Dude, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Yes. I will say yes. Here's why. Oh, really? Here's why I'll say yes. All right. Um, there is a piece of trivia that I read. David Ducatu, De- De- the the director. I don't know how to say. I thought you were about to say David Duchovny. I was like, what? What the fuck <laughs> does he got to do with this? Agent Mulder. What the fuck? All right. Okay. So the director said that one um, that while watching the dailies, right, which is, hey, this is everything we shot today. The producer, one of the producers, Charles Band, who runs Full Full Moon. Okay. Looked at him and held up 10 fingers. He went like this. 10 fingers. The director asked him, what does that mean? And Charles Band said, 10 picture deal. They went upstairs, drew up a contract, and opened a $100 bottle of Don Perignon champagne to celebrate. Yes, they thought this thing was going to be fucking gangbusters. <sighs> and that's why I love Full Moon. <laughs> well you know okay i i will say this by the end of it i i had assumed that they thought for some reason this was gonna have a sequel it's funny because linea quigley wanted to have more sex scenes in the movie between what i mean bless her heart between her and the monster so that she bless could get- her heart even more. Can I say that for the, the horror fans here? She, she yeah, she thought it would be good for the shit for the movie if she mm. got impregnated by the monster again. Well, she's easy on very, the eyes. Why not? Very aliens, very you know, very aliens esque. So that you that, know, that, aliens impregnating women and stuff like that's touch. 
it's a it's a touchy taboo, but it's one that actually slides close to home. You're kind of like, all right, I kind of want to see what goes on here. Uh, I think that's for a different podcast, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is it? I mean, <laughs> Mutant City after dark. <laughs> Mutant City after dark. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Um. So so maybe the part of that was with the hopes of like turning this into you know a franchise but like if you watch this movie oh my god dude i gotta tell you this i fell asleep watching it last night not because i thought it was boring because i was tired by the time i started watching it i think you were finishing it when i had just started it okay not gonna lie i did that at some point in the movie too so i I was laying in my bed i was watching on my laptop and i was like started those off a little bit so I watched it at the gym today because it's a short movie. It's only 72 minutes. It's an hour and 50, it's an hour 10. It's short. Okay. But it, fe- it felt like the longest movie I'd ever seen. Like it just felt like it just, don't get me wrong. This movie's fun It and the special effects, they're all practical effects and they're done really well. I love when yeah. like the first dude transforms at the, at the table when they're having yeah. chow. I love like all the special effects were dope. But like the movie just seemed to drag, dude. And I found myself at the gym just like not paying attention to it. And then I'm like, oh, let me rewind it and catch this part again. And I would rewind it. And then like I would like start doing other shit again. And it was just I I found myself asking, why am I having such a hard time focusing on this movie? Is it because I was tired last night? Is it because I'm at the gym right now? But like even just being at the gym, I'm on the treadmill watching this thing on my phone. I've got, you know, my headphones in, like I'm in it and I'm still not paying attention to it. And it's when it's slow, it's slow. Like in my opinion, um, it drags a little bit and and that's funny to say because it's an hour and 12 minutes, but the action scenes are good, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. It had me interested enough to want to keep watching it, but also at the same time, uh, excuse me. Also, at the same time, boring enough for me to like fall asleep and or not pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I get that. This is your typical uh, people uh, find a spot to lay low, and there's a creature involved. Well, kind of movie, yeah. Right? And what's crazy about the spot is that, um, and I gotta say, what's crazy about this whole movie is like again. You're sell. You're trying to sell me on the fact that it's post-apocalyptic, but like all of their clothes are clean. Everything is like I thought. You that know what too. I mean? Like, they're all well groomed. Yeah, even the guys with the beards like had perfectly cut beards and stuff. I'm like, you can't sell me. Lenia Quigley's uniform was the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Not even her, right? It was like her uniform. Did you notice that after the shower, so so they come into this building, right? And they're it's the same laboratory where the opening scene took place. They're looking around. Everything is clean, organized. It's You can tell it's like a medical lab. It's got multiple rooms, computers, like food. Like it's, it's set up. Yeah. And With DOS. <laughs> yeah, DOS computer. Good stuff. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, but fuck, I forgot where I was gonna go with this. Um, they walk in. They're like, 
we're going to own this place. Like we're on the run, right? We, we escaped our place or whatever. They don't, they didn't want to be in the army or the military or whatever. So they're like, we're going to be on the run and we're just going to live here forever. Like this is our place now. So they go around checking stuff out. They find a head in one of the rooms that like, they just kind of kick it to the side and was it like, was yeah. out of place, right? Like who, whose head was that anyway? Do you uh, even know? No, because the only thing we saw was the lone female in the lab and she's gone and, Who's head? I guess I can assume she had some coworkers, and maybe that was one of them. Maybe the thing's been going around eating people. Plus, we don't know how long. But the head was still fresh. That was another thing too. It's like, I mean, how long ago was this? And the head's just still like, "Eh." and we don't know how long it's been since the the lab assistant or the lab tech got eaten to when these guys are walking in. True. Um. But yeah, it's um the the place that they shot this in is actually an abandoned warehouse from a former hustler photographer named uh Susie oh shit, what was her name? Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh Susie Randall. She was a okay. photographer for Hustler and this was her warehouse, so they let her shoot there and shit. Um, no, I'll be quite I, honest. I mean, even that lab, that the little bit that's supposed to be a lab and shit, looked like somebody's like fucking like extra bedroom type shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was really convinced, but then what was I really expecting, anyways? You know, <laughs> whatever. So the point I was trying to make was that they're they're roaming the the warehouse. They find the computer room, right? The the nerd guys, like uh, I forget his name, Jesse, I think, is on the computer. Trying to figure out where they're at, what's been going Probably on. Probably the most convincing actor on that movie, I must say. Yeah. He's the one that was actually trying to play his part. So he's, you know, focused on the computer. Everybody else is in the mess hall. They're eating chow. Linnea Quigley found a shower and it runs hot water. So she's like, I'm going to fucking take a shower. So she goes to take a shower. And then, like, there's this other guy there. Um, I don't remember his name. Butch? Oh, his name was Butch. The character's name was Butch. And he's like, uh, was he the guy that was fucking her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He looks like a butch. Yeah. That's why I had to ask. All right. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to go stand guard while she's in the shower. And then, like, he's over there by the shower standing guard. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm standing guard. And she's like, no, you're no, not. You're, you're going to come. <laughs> and I was like, that's a hard stop. You come she, join me in the, in the shower. But she, she, she had that hard stop where she was like, no, you're not. You're going to come. And I was like, gross. And then she finished it with. And be with me in the shower. I was like, ah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't okay. notice that. I didn't notice that. <laughs> but here's, right. here's the thing I was getting at. So they, I'm watching the scene right now. They're in the shower. They're all soapy. They're getting super clean. And then they go to sleep. And in the morning when it's time to wake up, they're dirty all over again. So it was just bad. It's apocalypse, just, man. Just bad. Well, maybe. I thought it was bad editing. I'm not going to make light of that. It's stupid. It really is. <laughs> Whatever, but we still got a good shot of her titties while she was fucking laying down too. So there you go. Again, another movie where she was more nude than actually dressed. So, <laughs> so uh, the leader of the group is um, Jake. Okay, can I tell you about Jake? Go. Jake reminds me. I don't know why he reminds me of Stifler. I thought he looked like. Ashton Kutcher's like cousin. Okay. So I, I think we're in the same ballpark. But I'll take Sean William Scott too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> he reminded me of of the the version of Stifler who's actually trying to take his job seriously. Now, do not get me wrong. I love Sean William Scott. I think he's funny as shit. Like, I fucking love that guy. But Jesus Christ, he's is he annoying and shit. So when I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be annoyed by this guy. <laughs> he, he looks like Solid Snake from the cover of Metal Gear on the, on the NES. He's got the the green camo outfit, like it's just a, that that military what? green. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think of, that's what I thought of. Like, because I have Metal Gear oh, wait, hold on, on NES. So the original Metal Gear, you do not see John Bean or uh, Michael Bean as the actor who plays uh, Snake, because no, that was no, always you're a right. thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. From, from it was always Terminator. a thing about it because it looked like Michael Bean, and I'm no, pretty it was sure him. It was 100%. him. It was him. Was it? Well, was that ever disclosed though? Because uh, no, but I I would bet a dollar on it. Yeah, that was him. No, I uh, I guess I'm thinking of something else. Then you might be. Yeah, you might be thinking of something. Else. But you're right. You're right. Because now that I'm thinking of the like, I didn't. I have it in the living room. I just I didn't pull it out to look at it, so I was just going off bad memory, I guess. I, I can't get past Stifler. He just looks like. Yeah, no, I'm you're sorry. Right. You're, right. you're right. I'm sorry. So, so Jake's the leader, um, and he's not much of one either. He Jesse. doesn't know what the fuck's like, you know. Yeah, here. true. Whatever. Jesse's on, on the computer trying to figure what uh, what's happening. He figures out that they're doing some testing with amino acids. I guess they're trying to figure out how they can get the essential amino acids that a human person would need without actually having to eat because I guess it's post pop It's World War Three. Everything's gone. Uh, yes, sir. You know, we, food sources are going to run low. We need to figure this shit out. So um, he ends up getting like attacked by one of the monsters, but we don't really see that. And then like the next day he ends up like, eating and then his face just like swells up at the table and just like all this blood and like his hand starts to deform and like it was fucking rad um, it was a cool mutation moment yeah yeah and then that's like when the rest of the group starts to freak out and they start going around trying to figure out what's happening um in there and um that's kind of when we come start coming up against some of the monsters right yeah or the monster. Oh, I mean, I guess there is multiples when you consider the rats. Um. Yeah. So at at this point, we're 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 not really understanding what what what's meant to be. I, I, just just like my boy said here, he encounters the monster. The monster doesn't kill him. Um, I I didn't know if this was supposed to be a fever dream or what. And it just goes into like yeah. The Stifler, the guy that looks like Stifler, comes in, wakes him up, but already you're a horrible human being. Like, who the fuck are you? Post-apocalyptic. Why, why, why do we have to wake up at a certain time? Because it was shit? breakfast time. It was breakfast time. He was fucking hungry, right? So he's all like, hey, get up, everyone. Get up. So we see a beautiful shot of Lenia Quigley's tits again. And... uh and uh, they're all getting up, and um, even their boy, the, the guy you said, his name is Jesse, the computer guy who took his job seriously as an actor. I So I will never, you know, harp on him, but whatever. Uh, he 
he's there, right? And we're like, well, what the fuck? Like he woke up, he saw the monster, and then that was it. We we, we saw him yell, yelp out, and that was it. But he's there, so we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it was a bad dream or something. I don't know, but uh, they all wake up, they all have their food and stuff, and he mutates right there at the the breakfast table. Which again, another shout out to uh, th- this is definitely one of those movies that followed in the shadow of Alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it it doesn't it doesn't mean it's a bad film in any ways. It means that uh, at the time when Alien had come out, uh, people realized that there was actually a market for it, so that they uh, followed up. I mean, Roger Corman's done thousands of them you know what i mean like everyone found out that there was a market for that type of material and i think that's what they were trying to hang on to and stuff like that but the reason why i think it's funny that you brought up alien with this feature is is because at some points when you actually do see the creature i mean i can't happen to notice but it looks like somebody fucking took parts of the alien design <laughs> and fucking uh, let me just snake this rib cage real fast and the tail end and shit like that. And it's like it's like it's it's an amalgamation of a uh, different uh, creatures and stuff. The uh, things that we would the creature wasn't bad looking. It was just it looked like a hybrid of something. Uh, I don't know, but like the movie itself kind of felt the same way. It felt like it was following along those patterns. The guy mutates at the 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 breakfast table. And um, doesn't he like puke like black muck all over the place? Yeah, and shit? yeah. Starts I don't like know. leaking blood from all his orifices, and yeah, it was it was a dope scene. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad for, yeah. for a low budget. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, from there, you know, the rest of the movie just kind of moves on, and the rest of the group, obviously, that dude's dead. So the rest of the group is just trying to figure out what was happening in the warehouse and. You know what? What? What's kind of a? T- you know, are there monsters? They hear noises, things like that, and you know, there's exploratory missions. There's a lot of cutscenes of them running up the hallway and running down the hallway, the hallway. right? Repeated, repeated. Yeah, throughout I, this movie, I was thinking in my in my head. I was like, how many times do they run run up and down the same goddamn yeah, hallway? And yeah, it, it looks like an indoor like motel type shit. It and they find like, like a they find an air duct like under the desk of where the you know the main oh, computer yeah. is, and they they crawl in and out of that thing. So like just as there are as many scenes of them running up and down the hallway, there are of them run you know walk army in, in the crawl space in and yeah, out yeah. of that airspace yeah there's got to be like between the two of them there's got to be at least 20 minutes of this movie <laughs> yeah. spent in the crawl spaces yeah. and the fucking hallway yeah and it's funny because they carry their guns everywhere they go right and there's these let's there's talk these about little, those guns too they're little like uzis that are probably <laughs> small, the size of my small head. little teeny tiny uzis and look okay if you grew up at a time with me with me and pg over here we we would have like people like the ice cream man. These guys would sell just about everything. Okay. These Uzis look like the fucking squirt guns you would buy off of somebody like that. Yeah. Or like at a 99 cent store and shit. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even full size Uzis. They were small toy Uzis painted. And we learned later on what they shoot lasers. Well, yeah. That's the, I was the whole time I was like, 
<laughs> what is it going to look like and sound like when they start firing those guns? If they even do that. And then they shot it and it was laser beams. And I was like, freaking okay. laser beams, man. So, so maybe not all practical effects, but just those, those laser beams were the only things that weren't practical. Everything else was including the sparks that come out of the monster when you shoot it with laser beams. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Perla noticed that a lot of the doors in the hallway were probably cardboard. Um, that's a good. That's a good find. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I gotta revisit those scenes just yeah. to see. Now, yeah, yeah. the The way that they sold you on the acid rain in the beginning was they they cut a shot to a backpack that was laying on the floor that none of them were carrying. So I have no idea where it's coming from. But there's smoke coming from the backpack and water dripping on it. So I was like, oh, that's the thing that was putting out the smoke from earlier. And then that's how they're selling the acid rain because the backpack is, you know, melting in the acid. Uh, this is like a clever. I could have done it myself, but clever, you know. Yeah. Get, well, give they, me 75 grand and somehow, I guarantee right? I'll put out something a lot better than this movie. But and give me give me a dead body that's just melting and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be more convincing. So the cast, you know, they're doing their investigative work. They're trying to figure out what's happening. And they just start dying one by one. Uh, Jesse was the first one to die. Um, who's the next one to die? I think uh, Kate was the next one to die. She got attacked by... Linnea Quigley's character got attacked by a big-ass rat. And she yeah, went to go that's save right. her. That, that was like a whole different thing. This is why... Okay, this movie went into different weird tangents. This was one of those things. Was, yeah, she got bit by a rat. Uh, an oversized rat that was attacking Linnea Quigley's character. Um, and we actually found out what like five seconds before that she was afraid of like mutant rats and shit. So it kind of coincided. Um, and fucking uh, Kate ended up turning into some kind of weird fucking mutant zombie thing, right? Well, we don't know that until. Um... So yeah, she turns into a killer zombie, but we don't know that until like a couple minutes later. But yeah, it's it funny to me how like these are all supposed to be like badass trained soldiers and all of them are pansy asses they get scared no they run away yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all... there's no indication to me that these are soldiers <laughs> yeah so it was funny that the, the girls were left in the room the rats came out and they both jumped on the bed to get away from the rats the same way you would typically see like a 50s housewife like jump up on the stool when there's a mouse in the house you know what i mean and like eee! Mm -hmm. like that's how they were acting in there but yeah she yeah. she got bit um and then they went to go look they left her there they went to go check out something else and then that's when like uh butch died i think i mean it's it was it's hard to remember even though i've watched it twice in two days where like they they cut to different scenes and like some people pass out and you think they're dead and then they're actually still alive yeah it's a very confusing scenario yeah um, so the let's wrap it up then nicely. The, the monster the, starts. Me, go go for it. No no no. Go on. I'll talk about this afterwards. This this is important. The Keep monster going. starts picking them off one by one. We get down to our last two survivors, which is Linnea Quigley, Blanca, and Richard Hawkins, who's Jake, the leader. Um, the monster ends up grabbing Linnea Quigley and like picking her up, and then like what can only be assumed is like. 
I don't know what you call it in aliens when the xenomorph has the thing come out of its mouth. Like it's not its tongue, but like the other alien thing that comes out. The, the other mouth. Yeah. yeah. The secondary mouth. It had something like that. And, but they don't show it to you because they just show you her feet dangling from when it re- picks it up and like all this blood. blood just starts coming down. So you, yeah. it's insinuated like the same thing is happening. Probably couldn't show it because of copyright infringement or whatever. Who knows? Um, but she's she's presumed dead, and then it finds uh, Jake, and start he starts fighting with that, and Jake ends up like <laughs> it was so funny. He they were going through this um they're in this warehouse that reminded me of you need a medical supply, and I was like hmm that layout looks familiar. But he finds a med kit and he opens it up, and there's a syringe in there, and there's like all these like vials in there, and like. He just starts making this cocktail, and I I couldn't think I couldn't help but think to myself like, just video game style like you found the <laughs> Resident med kit. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Will you take the med kit? <laughs> Will you smoke this green with this blue? <laughs> Anti poison bullshit. So he makes this like cocktail. Totally and you know what? Okay, I I'm gonna say this. I will I will say this. Okay. Completely illogical. No, okay. Let's say this is a science building. It's got it's full of doctors. I'm sure it's gonna have a pretty detailed med, med kit. But from what I have seen in the job place, especially the one that I'm in now, and then any other job place before that, you go to that med kit when you need it, and there is nothing but like old ass fucking band-aids that don't even work anymore and shit like that. <laughs> There, there is a protocol, all right? People are meant to follow this, and there's supposed to be some guy that comes and checks on this shit. But when they don't, they don't want to spend the extra money, med kit, wherever you're at, is probably not going to be updated <laughs> as much as you think it is. Now, flash to this. I will give it this. I think most of the budget of the movie went into that goddamn med kit. <laughs> Fucking, he's got syringes he's got all kinds of shit in there right like i'm just like what all right that's a good one <laughs> like i just i think of it like even every day at my work and shit like that like don't cut my finger because i ain't gonna be able to fix that motherfucker <laughs> not until i get home and shit you know uh that's a good one yeah so he <laughs> takes the syringe out he fills it up with whatever like chemicals or whatever he can find and right. then creeps up on the monster injects it with this all this stuff and it just ends up killing the monster and the monster is laid out on the ground and then you see it break open and you see this half man child baby half monster and i think they had alluded to the fact earlier in the movie that the monster must have been like human Human. when it started but it morphed into something before it mutated or whatever the case may be gave birth to this thing that snapped its own umbilical cord and then like uh the animatronics i don't see that's that's where i'm confused was it that it gave birth or see i'm confused because i halfway believe that when the monster had died which by the way not a very epic ending to that you know like the syringe thing or whatever but that just the fact that this uh, human child creature came out of it and stuff like that made me believe that maybe it was a host of some sort. It was oh, just along maybe. for the ride, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can make sense of this. But I don't think yeah, there was any logic sense. put into the thought of like we were just you know. At this like, point, I was thinking they were just shooting in the dark. Yeah, right? I think they were going. They were like, just like, value, uh, right? what do like, we do now? Oh, let's put a fucking evil human baby in here. Yeah, what's gonna what's gonna look awesome? You know, I mean, don't forget, this got the director a ten picture deal, so he must have been doing something right. Must have. And then, um, probably I know the, the evilest little fucker. Oh shit! That was me dropping my can. My nice. bad. It was empty. I know the baby. Uh, this is the most evil little shit that I've seen since like fucking Chucky. By the way, I know. Yeah, it was it was a pretty gnarly looking baby. I, I liked it again. Practical effect, mechanical, uh, covered in slime and blood. It was it was dope. Big ass eyes yeah. too. Oh yeah, and he got kicked around the warehouse a bit. Yeah, he starts and he ends up fighting <laughs> with the uh, with uh, Jake. And so Stifler's like fighting a fucking. Baby. In the world, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing's at his throat, you know, it's trying to, it's trying to eat him. Oh, dude, whatever. like beat the fucker down, dude. That give him a couple fucking people's elbows and shit, some DDTs and shit. <laughs> I'm down for sure. And its teeth, remember, I had this like sharp, like piranha teeth, too. Yeah, yeah, as the monster did, too. Yeah, so in the end, you know, they're going through this big ass, you know, wrestling match. Um, Jake ends up grabbing the baby and I think like choking the shit out of it, right? Yeah, with his own umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's watching the little fucker die, and then I think he just gets up and walks away, and then it pans to the baby, and the baby gets back up and is still alive, and the end. And the I think end. That's the what... credits start rolling, dude. It was about the baby part when I when I had texted you, by the way. <laughs> And I told you, what the fuck am I watching? You're watching a grown man choke out a half alien, half human baby with its own umbilical cord. Full moon at its highest. People, do you see the shit that we have to go through just to provide you these shows? I mean, sometimes it's a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. Sometimes it feels like, you know, the shit that we have, that we get to go through but in this case it was uh i would say i would say middle of the road there were parts yeah. of it that were entertaining that were mm. you know awesome visual effects stuff like that but then right. you know parts of it where it's like fuck is this movie over yet yeah and you're right it's not a very long movie it did feel a lot longer than it needed to be i guess yeah it was strange well when you got 20 minutes of running up and down the hallway you know Guys, we got to stretch this one out. We only got this hallway for like fucking 10 minutes. So More it. hallway. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I In the end, I liked it. It was good. I liked it. It was, that's, that's yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm so, glad you got something out of it. Yeah, I, it I definitely feel like a waste of my time for sure. I mean, I won't go back and watch it again. You know what Absolutely I mean? It's not, not a rewatcher. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's sorry I bumped the fucking microphone, but you want to watch it, go for it. You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, you know if you what? got an hour to kill, you know. Just, yeah, it's yeah, sure. Why not? Watch. Like, I mean, it, if you if, if you, you're gonna do like those leg exercises where you can all you can do is watch your phone and shit. There you go. This is a good good thing to watch right there. If you wanted to get a good idea about the caliber of movie that Full Moon produces this is a good one to start with 
Okay. It kind of I sets the tone for what you would expect. Master. Well, I mean, yeah, that's always the crown, the crown jewel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But overall, Full Moon is like a different version of Trauma. Yeah, in I would a way. say like a step up from Trauma. Yeah, I I can see that because both uh, production companies or both both, both uh, studios themselves are not afraid to put out something. Yeah, no matter you what got, the fuck you gotta it love is. that man. Just total artistic uh, freedom. Go make whatever you want, dude. Here's the yeah, yeah. Just as long as it relates to the cover art, you're golden, boy. That's got, as long that's as, yeah. Awesome. So that's how you make a movie from now on, ladies and gentlemen. Make poster art and be like. I think I got it. <laughs> Nailed it. No. Nailed story. It. Who I, needs I, I a story? This much. Did you see this you chick mean... on here with three boobs? Come on. This is the movie right here. <laughs> Look, um, you brought it up too. I wanted to say like you brought up trauma. I, I wanted to say I was actually just on the clicker or on my phone earlier today. I was thinking about uh, picking up Trauma now because there's actually a new movie on there that I do want to see. Um, well, if you're good, sorry. No, I was gonna say if you're a fan of Trauma movies and stuff, I do highly recommend it. You like uh, Lloyd Kaufman? Um, there are some people who don't think very highly of his edginess and stuff like that, but I'll, I'll tell you this: the man is a mountain of gold. So you know if if you like the Toxic Avenger. You, you like anything that's, uh, you know, class of Nukem High, man, is a good franchise. Um, I highly recommend it for $5 a month. It's fucking nothing, really. Like, uh, it looks like they got uh, opportunity to actually, when you sign up, you get a free month, too. So there, there's that. So nice. you get to try it out for a month, see if you like it or not. God. There's so much I want to say about trauma, but not in this episode. So I, I won't no, drag it I'll, out. I'll get, no, I'll get no, I'll get just kind of in that in that same vein. Mm. To watch this on Prime, I had to initiate a trial of the full moon plugin or channel for Prime. So like now I have access to all of the full moon catalog stream. There you go. Another source it's, for this podcast. It's an extra seven bucks, but like, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm going to contemplate it because I. I still have that magic box that picks up anything I want. So like, right. I don't know. Uh, I, can, I don't well, know. That I can warrant the extra cash when I have something that will already get the movies I'm looking for. Think about it, and you know, or whatnot, and uh, when you hit these movie platforms, especially when they're targeted at an audience. You know, interest uh, uh, of such that we're doing right here. Um, paying five dollars and lower and stuff like that it isn't a bad price for you know that platform and stuff. You know, um, you you'll be helping, and not you in general, Paul, but anybody listening, you'll you'll be helping the uh, the, the people in, involved. Um, you'll be helping some of these filmmakers. I'm sure they made these movies twenty years ago, and we're like, why the fuck did I make this? But <laughs> you know. It, it, in in the end, they do deserve recognition and stuff like that. They were made for somebody, and uh, I think it's we're it's really what we're doing here, right? I mean, kind of 
exploring most of the unexplored and stuff. I say most because obviously we, we, we go over that line a little bit and stuff and go to higher stakes and stuff. Yeah. But at, yeah. at the same time, yeah. like, uh, it's, it's important to have some of these recognized. They're there. They're there for our viewing. Um, they'll be there long after we're not, you know, so enjoy them while you can. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right, dude. Till the next one. Till the next one. All right, man. Have a great night. All right, All right people. Thank you very much. You. Mutant City Horror. Find Thank us on you guys Instagram. For tuning in. At Mutant City Horror. Spotify Mutant City Horror. Or you can email the show. Mutant City Horror at gmail.com. We'll see you Please on the next DM one. DM us at any point. Uh, let us know. And uh, talk to us. We'd love to hear anything you guys have to say. All right. Peace out. Peace out.